Hey everyone, welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast. And uh, today we have a very special guest here, Una Harrigan. Um, one thing I found really fun is bringing on different dancers to hear their stories and learn about challenges they've overcome. There are many times in dance in life, we may think we are alone in struggling with something, but in reality, tons of people feel very similarly and or are struggling with the same things. So I love hearing different dancers' stories and perspectives about their own dance journeys and obstacles they've overcome. And maybe you can relate to some of them. So today I have Una here. She runs the Instagram account WMH underscore X underscore zero, which shares a lot of funny Irish dance memes and other funny Irish dance related pictures and videos. And she also shares a lot of her stories about Irish dancing. So welcome to the show, Una. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here. And I am happy to be here. Before we get into your story, um, just so everyone knows who you are, can you tell us a little bit more about your Instagram account and what inspired you to uh, start it in the first place? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram account is basically mostly a joke account. I actually started it back in 2019. I was like raising money for cancer research and I did that like temporarily. Although it's rewarding to raise money, I really, really hate asking people for money. I just wanted to talk about dance and I got to meet more dancers. Yeah, it just kind of grew over time. You know, people would like some of the crazy stuff I post. I'd get more ideas. Then I got to the point where I was like, I want to make like actual good quality photo edits. So I got an app on my phone that allows me to do that way better than copying and pasting stuff into Microsoft Word can. But yeah, I guess it was just like over time. I feel like I've gotten to meet so many people that I never met when I was competing, even if our competitive times overlapped. You know, back when I was a competitor, I was so shy and in my head that I did not make any friends, really. I had like, when I say I didn't really have friends, I don't mean like I didn't talk to anyone because I had people who I was friendly with, you know, if I saw them at every competition, we might, I don't know, briefly chat about, is the stage slippery? Good job and you're set, you know, just like friendly chat. But I, I wasn't really close to anyone. I never, you know, I never really got to know anyone beyond like surface level conversations. Something that I really like about your account is how you have like a lot of funny stuff, but then you also touch on um, your relationship with how your relationship with dance changed over time um, and just your entire competitive experience. How did you get into Irish dancing originally? My grandmother saw like an advertisement in the newspaper, I think. And she's like, oh, there's a dance studio. You should try Irish dancing. And she actually took me to a fest. And I was obsessed with the sparkly dresses. So, so like, I did sign up for lessons, but it was, I wasn't, like, serious about it or anything. No one I was dancing with was going to fashes or competitions or anything. It was just up around after school. 
So I didn't discover fascists existed until 2006. So this is another thing that I guess inspires me to write a lot of what I do because I did my first fash as an under 11 advanced beginner. It's my age. We're already going to Worlds. And I was an advanced beginner. By the way, I did not. I also went home with nothing from my first fash. Even as a kid, I just wanted to get some awards. And then, meanwhile, a few years later, I have so many trophies from random fashions that I throw away half of them. So I guess I got what I wanted. But anyway, just like trying to find a hobby that I was really into. That's what I wanted. I wanted something that I could get really into. So I tried swimming and gymnastics and dance. I already did dance, but tried, you know, getting into competing. So that was like when I was, I was 10. So Mm -hmm. I was taking gymnastics lessons. I was in the beginner class with kids half my age. I tried out for the swim team. I belly flopped the first time I went in. The second time I dove all the way to the bottom of the pool and finished last by over a lap. Needless to say, I did not make it on the swim team. So then I started, then my mom and I were like, let's go to all of, let's sign up for every Fez. Maybe if you go to more Fezes, you can move up. And yes, yes, I say Fez because we didn't know. My mom thought they were Fezes. I just was continuing on with all those three things. And then over the next couple of months, I found that the thing I liked the most was going to the fashes. And then, so I was an advanced beginner. And, you know, I, because I was still doing that kind of recreational class, I wasn't in a place where I was going to get any better. Because it was, it's just, it was the nature of the class. You know, I wasn't getting feedback on how to get to be a better dancer because it was just a just for fun class. My mom emailed my dance teacher at the time and she was like, oh, you start doing privates. So then I started doing privates and that's when I started to really improve. I got a second and a third place in advanced beginner and got to move up to novice. On the drive home, I held on to those two trophies the whole two-hour car ride home. I think it was like my first year of competing. I was very, very motivated because really the thing is when you're not very good, like when I started, I was not good. Um, There's a lot of improvement you can make very fast. It's when you get to open that continuing, there's just fewer places to move up really. So the difference between dancers at that point is much smaller. Like the difference between a dancer who, I don't know, doesn't recall it worlds and one who does, it's very tiny compared to if you say like a novice dancer and a dancer in open. Yeah. I noticed a lot of dancers will like hit a wall and start to feel like there's something wrong with them when they get to open because especially dancers, if they like move up fast through the levels um, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, 
PC and like everyone is good. And the things that you could get away with in PC, you can't really get away with anymore in OC because everyone's really good. Um, it becomes harder and harder to progress in competition. So I feel like dancers said they feel like they hit a wall where it's like, okay, is it pos even possible for me to get any better because it's taking so much longer or I have to put in so much more effort or I have to like look and look at things in so much more detail than they ever did before. What was your OC experience like? Fashion wise, it went pretty smoothly. I started like my first year in open, uh, my first fashion, I got last, my second one I placed. And then like that first year that I was in open, it was kind of a hit or miss if I would place. Like some fashions I would place really well, others I wouldn't place at all. It was, it felt kind of random, but I was still, when I was new to open, I was still like moving up the ranks because then I was thinking about world. I was two away from world qualifying. And then I was like, okay, I have to get to worlds. I did at Iraq because I was one of the last, you know, the next year after that, I got nines. And then the next year, I got ninth again and then second. So I was still moving up. It was just when I was moving up at, at Rockta's and doing well at Fetches, the only thing left was Worlds. And that is where I got stuck. Dancing got very overwhelming because when your competitors are people who are placing at Worlds, obviously they're very talented one of the things that really like inspires me to write what I do and like make those posts with the reminders is because back when I was competing I feel like all of the messages were just like if you didn't get the place you want it's because you didn't work hard enough but then you think about the dancers who really genuinely did put in everything they had and still don't get the place you want. Like, think that, like, at Worlds, there's only one world champion. What, are you just going to say that every other dancer in that competition was lazy? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, it's just at that level, everyone's really talented. Uh, everyone works really hard. So to just simplify it down to, like, oh, work, work hard and you'll win Worlds. It's like, that's just not the reality. Mm -hmm. And if that's not your reality, then it can leave dancers, myself included, feel like there's something wrong with them. Like I, because with me, I didn't have any other activities. I didn't really have a social life. I was very, very shy. So dance was my everything. I put everything into it. And to put everything into it and then not get the results I want. And, you know, I would even ask my dance teacher, I'd be like, is there anything else I can do? to get better and it'd be like no because if you do any more you're going to injure yourself mm -hmm. um so that left me really I mean if I'm gonna be completely honest left me feeling like I was just a loser mm -hmm. because I was giving it all and I wasn't recalling at world this is why I love your podcast because you interview so many different dancers I feel like in my competitive time the only dancers who were ever given any attention were those who were winning majors. And so when you hear interviews with people who are winning majors and they'd say like what they do to practice and you're like, um, like I do that too. <laughs> you're like, okay, am I just a loser then? Like there's something wrong with me because I'm putting so much into dance and getting and like, I'm just not one of the best, you know? 
And that's where it's like, yeah, it's great to to dream big, but it's like you really can't base who you are as a person. Like, you can't base your entire value as a person on whether you get the results you want or even your dancing ability because, like, we're all different. Did you find it was, like, gradual where you were going from, like, okay, I enjoy this, it's a good challenge, whatever, and then all of a sudden it was, like, this is, like, super mentally exhausting or was it something that creeped up over time oh it crept up over time I think it really because if I look back and I think about it even as early back as like 2009 you know when I went to worlds on a Kaylee and then I like won a prelim fest I was beating myself up because it's like yeah I sure I want to fetch but I suck because it's prelim and kids my age are going to worlds I'm not going to worlds because I didn't recall it rock does so even then I was beating myself up but kind of I still had places to go you know I was so excited when I got to open when I placed my first open but yeah it, it was a, I think it was because dance was my entire identity I still did love dance underneath all that like beating myself up I still did love dance it just I wasn't fully able to because I had so much that was resting on it. I did honestly have to leave competing and just spend time away from dance. You know, I had to learn how to exist outside of competitive Irish dance. So I did go away to college and have, I guess, like a typical college experience. Like I realized I have this whole life that has nothing to do with dance. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like dance just adds to my life it's fun mm-hmm. so also there's something so freeing and not having anything tied up in dance in that I'm free to just share whatever creative insanity comes to mind totally and I something I like that you really that uh you just said was that you were able to see as like dance being something that's like fun to add to your life versus it being like all of you where it's like your it sounds like originally your identity was tied to it it was like if you didn't do well to competition that means you felt like you were a bad person um it made you feel like a loser if you were you know recalling or whatever but um then when you went and found yourself like you know as a more whole person um you were able to use dance as a way to add and something to bring joy to your life versus it being like all of you does that sound right? Absolutely. That's exactly right. It's like, because I also think the freedom of, you know, knowing that I'd be okay without dance. Mm-hmm. That is when it's like, okay, well, if I'm okay without dance, then I have nothing to lose. And, you know, I think it's kind of the same thing as if like, with schoolwork, like, let's say you're writing an essay and you're so tense, you're like, I have to get an A on this paper. You know, if that's all you're thinking about, then you're going to be overanalyzing everything to the point that you can't even get a word out on the paper. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same thing with dance. So, yeah, it's it's fun. And I I just want to, I think I like to be that person that I when you hear a lot of inspirational stories about people who you know they keep trying they keep trying and eventually they reach their dreams 
but you really don't really hear that often about people who don't because I think there was always this implication that people who don't reach their goals don't reach their goals because they're lazy they just didn't try hard enough and I think it's very important and not talked about enough that like it's okay if your goals shift you don't have to force it you're not bound forever to the dreams you had I don't know like when you were a little kid or even like last year even you know your goals are allowed to change if you had to give one piece of advice to our listeners today um what would it be like no matter how good or bad at dancing you are it will never say anything about your value as a person um even if you never reach your big goal in dance you know you're going to turn out okay it's okay if it doesn't feel great in the moment it's okay if it feels like your world is falling apart in the moment but you will be okay because i was in that place uh nine years ago lying on the floor at Worlds thinking my whole life just collapsed under me and I'm doing just fine. So you will too. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Una. And uh, yeah. yeah, cool. And I will talk to everyone soon.